0: Ezekiel 37, it says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, He set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great, many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, this is the Lord speaking to Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? Father, this morning we come before your presence in Jesus' name. And we ask that you will come and speak to us this morning. I ask that you will breathe on us this morning. I ask that you will come and speak to us this morning. We lift up the name of Jesus this morning. And we ask that you will have your way. In the name of Jesus we say, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, worship team. You're amazing. Well, you've got me this morning. Bring in the word. <laughs> it says, "The Lord took hold of me." This is the prophet Ezekiel, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with dry bones. This is a picture of hopelessness. This is a picture of de- of dry, dead defeat. You know, sometimes God takes you to a valley just to deposit a vision of faith inside of you. God has pulled his seeker out of where he was and put him in the valley. If you've been placed in a valley right now, I'm telling you that God has put in a vision inside of you and he's getting you out of that valley. He may bring you, out, bring you through the valley just to show you the potential of your future, just to show you the potential of what lies ahead in front of you. And so God takes his secret to a hopeless place and he shows him a valley of dry bones. God takes his secret to a hopeless place and he shows them a valley of dry bones. This represents the, the nation of Israel. Yeah. Israel at one time was one of the big, massive army. They were amazing. They were awesome. They were the elite. They were the group of people that nobody wanted to mess with. When Israel came out of Egypt with Joshua, they conquered the, the, the walls of Jericho. They conquered the land that they, they were with Gideon, and they were with Samson, and they were with King David. I mean, they were unstoppable. But somewhere along the line of becoming really big, they lost focus of what made them strong. They got their eyes of God. And got their eyes on themselves. And so for the consequences of their sin and their idolatry left them in the valley of dry bones. God was showing his sick, you a hopeless situation. I wonder what you see right now in your life. I wonder what in your life has tried to stare you down and say, this is hopeless. There is no hope. There is no hope for change. There is no hope for my child to come to the Lord. There is no hope for my marriage. I wonder what the enemy has been trying to tell you about your current state of your life. What do you see when you're in the valley? What do you see? Sorry, what do others see when they look at you? You see, so many people only see that you that you can see right now, but God sees the you that he has called you to be. God doesn't just see the current you. He sees the potential you. God doesn't just see the current condition of your life. God sees where He's taking you. We need to get confident, church, that we are not staying comfortable in the current condition that we are in. We need to get confident that God is taking us out of this valley. Yes, it might look scattered and shattered right now, but this is not our final chapter. This is not your final chapter. I'm not staying here like a dry, dead valley. God is getting ready to bring change, to change things up. I don't know what that looks like, but I know that we're not going to stand like this forever. Can I tell you today that you have victory in your bones. You have resurrection life in your bones. You have a royal blood in your bones. And you have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living inside of you. So no matter how hopeless or dry your situation may look like, you need to remember what's in your bones. Amen. Verse two it says that I looked across the valley, the floor and is scattered everywhere, bones that were completely dried up. And verse three it says, and God asked me, Son of man, can these bones live again? And that's a question that I have for you today, church. Can these bones live again? Can your situation be turned around? Can your child come back to the Lord? Can your marriage be restored? Can you be healed? Can there be restoration between you and your family? Can your business and your finances be revived again? God was taking Ezekiel to a place, a hopeless place, but he was showing uh, Ezekiel that I'm not leaving Israel like this. This is not the final chapter for Israel. And this is not the final chapter for your life. This is not the fi- final chapter for the for inspired church. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to leave you right. in a scattered or shattered place. Yeah. Right. You need to walk out today knowing that God's not leaving us. Yeah. He is with us. And he's putting us back together. He's working all things together for our good, for those that love him. And what was meant to be for harm, he's going to turn around for our good. God was saying, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? And I love his honesty. He's saying, he doesn't actually, do that. He doesn't actually say yes or no. He just says, I, I, I don't know. He leaves the outcome to God, which is, that's enough faith for God to move in this situation. Yeah. Aren't you glad that even just a little bit of faith yeah. is enough for God to move? Yeah. And in verse 37, I say, uh, sorry, chapter 37, verse 3, it says, he says, oh Lord, you are the only one who knows the answer to that. You are the only one who knows Ezekiel is saying, God, I don't know. Have you ever been to a place where you just don't know if things are going to change, if things are going to turn around in your life? I remember talking to a a couple, and they've been trying to have a family for so many times that they actually had five miscarriages. And I I was talking to them. They said, you know what, are we just going to just let it go? We're just going to give up. It doesn't look like God wants us to have a family. Now said to him, come on, let's just begin to pray and believe God to move in your circumstance. Not long after that, they began to have a family. Sometimes all you need is just a little bit of Ezekiel 37. Just let God spray a little bit of Secure 37 on your marriage. Let Him rub a little bit of 37 on your business. Begin to speak life. Can these bones live again? Yeah, yeah, I remember talking to a person was, you know, reaching 39, 40 years old, and she was saying, I think I'll give up. I don't think that the marriage and family is for me because I've pretty much messed out every opportunity. Maybe God is just, it's not, just not, not for me. And I said, let's just believe. Let's just believe for God to move in your situation. Not long after that, she did meet her prince charming. And they got married and they have a family. Right now, God is using them in a mighty way. You see, when God takes you out of the valley, you don't even smell like you were in the valley where God brings you out of the mess, old habits are broken. You see, yeah. God's about to change you and take you into a new life and bring you a new season that he has for you. Yeah. You will not need to stay in those dry bones. Yeah. After time, what causes us not to believe is it's fear and it's doubt. Church, we've got to fix our thinking, thinking. So we can start walking and living in the life that God has called us to live. See, as a man thinks his heart, so is he. So if you think it's small, you live small. When you accept Christ uh, Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. In Philippians 4, it says, fix your thoughts on things that are pure, things that are true, things that are noble, things that are praiseworthy. In other words, if it's not positive, don't think about it. If it's negative about your family, about your health, about your husband and wife, don't think about it. Fix your thought on what is true. And you know what the truth is, church? The truth is the devil is a liar. The truth is you are more than a conqueror. The truth is you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The truth is greater that is he that is in the world than he that is in the world. The truth is I don't have a spirit of fear but of power and a sound mind. The truth is that I have the mind of Christ. The truth is that I'm a child of God. The truth is that he who started the work in me will be faithful to complete it. When God looks at the valley full of dry bones... He doesn't see what you he sees. you he sees just dry bones, but God sees an army. You might look in your situation. You might see a rebellious child, but God sees a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God. You might see a hopeless business, but God sees a kingdom advancing business. God sees greater things in your life. God's got a dream for your life. But what, what, what has stopped us from seeing what God sees? And I believe there is four things, church, and I'd like to share them with you. One is sin. What caused Israel to fall into darkness and then into a blinded state? It was sin. They simply stopped obeying God. They got pulled into all kinds of sins. But their sin blinded them from sin with the eyes of faith who God had called them to be. Yeah, right. This is what sin does, church. It blinds you. But let me tell you, there is a way out. The Bible says, when you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. If I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us. Number two, religion. I think religion oftentimes blinds us to see What God can do. Jesus called the religious people. He said, you are so blinded by your rules and your traditions and your rituals that you have lost the passion and the childlike faith to believe that Jesus can do something today. You won't let a miracle happen on the Sabbath simply because it's a Sabbath. Jesus was so turned off by religious people. He said, listen, you are so blinded by religion. Isn't it crazy, church, that religion can actually... Blind us. God doesn't want you to get caught in religion. God wants you to get caught in a relationship with Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter, in, yes, in chapter, sorry, put number three. In Mark chapter six and verse five, it tells us a story. And Jesus is in his town and it says that he wasn't able to do many miracles. Why? Because of their unbelief. The doubt had blinded the vision to see what Jesus could do. And God was looking for a man like Ezekiel who could see beyond their current condition, to see beyond what the doubt limits you to do. There is two choices in life, church. There is the fear and there's a the voice of faith. faith. Fear is the doubt that tries to come in and say, God can't do it. This miracle can't happen. This is as far as you can go. You have reached your limits. There is no potential in you. Things aren't going to turn around. But God is looking for someone who is going to override the doubts, take the limits of what God can do. That's what Ezekiel did. Ezekiel took the limits off. He said, only you know God. In other words, God, you can do anything you want to do. There is nothing impossible for you. I'm going to just trust in you, God. And this is why Jesus, when he went to pray for a a young girl, it says in the room there's a lot of people crying and weeping and say, she's dead, she's gone. This is not going to happen. And Jesus said, I love you. But there's the door. Who in your life is trying to persuade you away from believing that God can do a miracle in your life? Who do you need to say, I love you? But there's the door. I'm going to surround myself with faith. And you know what happened? As soon as they left that room, she came to life. Number four, despair. Despair tries to blind your vision and with discouragement and delays. Has anyone in this room had a promise and it hasn't come to pass yet? I know I have. Anyone is still waiting on a promise? So what happens is the devil tries to convince you because there's a delay, it's a denial. But I'm here to tell you today that your delay is not a denial. Pick up your dream and start talking faith. Verse 4 it says, Then God said to me, Speak to the bones. You see, church, it's good to see the vision, but you've got to speak the vision out. It's not enough just to see it. You've got to speak it, you've got to declare it, speak to the bone, speak over your future. Change the course of where your life is headed. Don't let the devil determine where you're going. Don't let the circumstances determine where your life is going. Don't let the valley be the voice for you. Go ahead and just get loud in the valley. So here's what the valley tries to do to us Christians. It tries to intimidate intimidate us, to keep us silent. So then the valley, don't let the valley determine what's going to happen. Go ahead and use your voice. Begin to speak. I see bones coming back together again. I see muscles and tissues coming back on. I see the fingers coming back together. I see the backbones coming back together. I see change in my church. I see change in my business. I see potential over my children. I see potential over my marriage. I see healing happening in my body. Health being restored in Jesus' name. Cancer, you've got to go. You have not the voice in this life. You're not the voice. God said to speak to the bones, dry bones. Listen up to the word of God. I love how God says, listen up to the word. And verse 6 says, this is the sovereign Lord says, I'm about to breathe life into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you. I'm going to cover you with the skin. I will breathe into you, and you will come back to life, and you will know that I am the Lord your God. God was saying, "Speak to the dry bones. See if you don't speak to the mountains, your mountains will speak to you." God was saying, "Seek you." I brought you here to take control of the atmosphere. God brought a secret to be a voice into Israel. This is not the final chapter, Israel. God is using a voice today to even speak to your life today. This is not your final chapter. No matter how good it is, how bad it is, God has ever greater greater things for you in front of you. Speak to the bones. I remember when my husband and I started... Going into full time ministry, and um, we had uh, Gabriella with us. And not long after that, we saw we she needs a little brother and a sister. As we started traveling, when I was 10 weeks, that baby died. And I began to cry out to God, and I began to say, God, why? It doesn't make sense. We have left everything so, that you, so that, that you could use us. It doesn't make sense. Why would you let this happen? Not long after that, I became pregnant again. Three weeks after that, we were traveling in Melbourne. I had to be rushed to the hospital just to find out That the heartbeat was there. Two weeks after that, we were we had to go to New Zealand. Rush to the hospital again to see whether the heartbeat was there. And then it was Queensland. Rush to the hospital again. And I'm thinking, God, what on earth is going on here? Why? It just doesn't make sense, God, why? And you don't, he didn't answer. He didn't explain anything to me. But I remember one morning just sitting and seeking the face of God. And he said, speak life. And from that moment, I began to speak life. Child, you've been brought with a price. You are the son of the living God. You are the daughter of the living God. You will live you will not die. I speak life. You will, not, you will not die, but you're going to live, and you're going to be a mighty woman of God. Speak to the bones, church. You see, you don't have to settle in the current condition don't let the current condition determine where your future is headed. And by the way, that baby of mine is turning 18 next week. She left. And I give God all the glory. Don't let the valley take you out of your dreams. Don't let the dead, dry bones do all the talking. God is saying, he Speak back to the dry bones, speak back to the problem, he seek your. Exactly what God said. He said, as I spoke in verse 7, suddenly there was a rattling noise all across the valley. And I want you to help me this morning with that. I like you to get your pen out if you've got a pen or pencil. But if not, I like you to make some noise with your feet. Come on. Begin to stump your feet. As I spoke, I heard a rattle in the valley. As I heard a rattle, the bones started shaking. They started being back together. Structures started coming into place. The bones started standing up. Muscles started being formed on the bones. The skin started attaching itself to the bones. I hear red on the valley this morning. I hear red in the body of dead marriages this morning. I hear red on the valley of lost kids this morning. I hear red on the valley of prodigal son this morning. I hear red on the valley of barrenness. I hear red on the valley of finances. God is breathing life back into the marriages. I hear the sound of life back in inspired church. I I hear the sound of life in this valley. hear a battle, a rattle. And so his secret stands and he looks and he says, dead people everywhere. He says, I used to see bones, dry bones, and now I see just dead people. There's no life in them. You see, God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with us yet. The miracle is not complete. And verse 9, it says, He said to me, Speak to the winds and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the fourth wings. Breathe into these dead bones, these bodies, so they may live again. This was the breath that caused Adam to be formed out of dust. This was not just another kind of breath. This was God's spirit. This was like the kind of wind that blew on the Pentecost day. This was the Holy Spirit coming back into people. You see, we are hopeless. We're just like dead bodies without the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of God breathes on us, when the Holy Spirit breathes on the on Inspired Church, when the Spirit of God breathes on your business, when the Holy Spirit breathes on your family and in your marriage, and then the suddenly life becomes forth. Miracles begin to happen. Signs and wonders begin to happen. And God, when He looks at the valley, He sees a great army that is rattling up. A great army that is moving up. He sees what, what, what can only happen. And so Ezekiel your. That's exactly what God commanded him to do. In verse 10, it says, I spoke in wind into the bodies, and they began to breathe again. And they came to life, and they stood up, and their feet, a great army of them. Church, I see a great army this morning. I see a great army this morning. I see a great army this morning. God was forming. This army for such a time as this. God is not finished with us yet. God is not finished with us, church. God is not finished with you. God is not finished with your family. God is not finished with your marriage. God is not finished with your dreams.